Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. How's everyone doing this morning? You guys good? Feels like the sun's coming out a little bit, which is going to be helpful, right? <laughs> bit chilly in here. Good. Well, I'm uh, super excited to be with you guys this morning. Um, we're going to have to follow Justin, which is going to be hard. Uh, at the same time, he teed up something really good for me, so that's going to be helpful. Um, we, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's just pray for a second. You guys good with that? It's okay. We're doing it anyway. So, Lord, we just thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for... Um, our family. Lord, I thank you for the people in our house. We thank you for the people that are online with us, that are uh, in, that are family in, in homes. Lord, I thank you for uh, rallying us together to see a city changed. Lord, I thank you for your grace, your faithfulness. Lord, I pray this morning, Lord, that uh, what, what takes place this morning is not a transaction of, of intellect. But Lord, that I pray that you do what you do when you show up and that it's a spiritual uh, uh, transaction that takes place and you begin to minister to our hearts in the spirit of wisdom and revelation and understanding. Lord, I pray that what happens this morning is more caught than taught. Lord, I pray that... Uh, that you draw us near and you call us up, you exhort us. I thank you for your grace that, that helps us to do so. And Lord, we just bless this time this morning. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Well, look, we, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know uh, I'm going to go long, so <laughs> plan for that. Uh, if uh, if I, I will try to hit the 12 o'clock mark, if, if I don't, you'll see a sign up here that says, please go uh, grab your kids. You're welcome to go pick them up and bring them back. Serve our kids. I hear our kids workers over there. <laughs> Serve our kids workers really, really well uh, by uh, uh, adhering to that and going, grabbing them. And you're welcome to come back and hang out. I, I think I should be able to hit that mark, but um, we won't. That's probably where, where I'll end up landing and that's likely going to happen. So I'm informing you now. Is that cool? Um, you know, we've been in some conversation this week, um, and it's been, you know, as in our leadership, just in some conversation, just dialoguing through where we're at, what's happening. As you couldn't have heard through just Justin, uh, obviously, uh, uh, you know, what he so cares about is not just the cross, of course, Jesus, but it's, it's the fact that we would even miss the foundation. And so in our conversations, like I, we're just, I'm realizing, you know, we, we probably need to talk through a little bit about the fact that we're being shaken. Yeah? Is it, yeah I, Jess, you stole my message, man. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you could keep going. It's great. So we're, we're, anybody feeling shaken? Oh, a few of us? Just that's it? Just a few of us? We're all being shaken. You know, we're, we're being shaken as a nation, as, a world, as, a, as the world, the globe. We're, we're being shaken as the body of Christ. 
we're being shaken in our own home, in our own house here. And, um, and as we just begin to kind of dialogue through that, uh, you know, I just came to some realization even personally, like, um, you know, I've, I've put up some boundaries with social media uh, just to guard my heart so that it doesn't begin to influence me. And, and that's great, right? That's very valuable. But what I found that it has happened is it's caused me to be ignorant of the reality of the depth of the shaking that's happening with our own family, with our own people, in, our own, in, their own, in the bride. And so I've got to grow. <laughs> I've got to grow in being able to guard my heart without just completely uh, uh, blocking out a reality that uh, we're hurting right now. We're, we're questioning things. We're struggling. We're, um, foundations are being shaken. And so I'm just being honest with you. Just, that's just been some of my journey this week of, of owning a little bit of that, of, okay, uh, I need to pay attention, especially if we're going to speak to our call as a house to change the city and see Atlanta change, that I can tell you uh, how that works till I'm blue in the face. It will be irrelevant if we have crumbling happening at our foundation. Right? And so in some of our conversations, maybe uh, we need to keep more in the forefront that we begin to dialogue uh, about our foundations. As, again, as you can tell, Justin, uh, bringing the message of the gospel is such a core foundation of who we are, immovable. Um, anything we talk about, stuff we're going to share about today, doesn't happen outside of that. Like, we only have a life in Christ because of Christ. Because we had to die. <laughs> I won't preach gospel. Justin did a great job at that. <laughs> so... <clears throat> So just in that real revel revelation and that understanding, uh, we're like, oh, we, we, um, we probably need to dialogue through some of that. So, so I was just chewing through. I had a good handful of things. I mean, I, I teach in a ministry school primarily, so we do a lot of foundation stuff in ministry school, don't we, Jen? Lots of foundation stuff. So I'm very familiar with foundation stuff. So I was just kind of chewing through, like, what, what is it that we probably need to tackle? I had a good handful of things. Um, but I think I've, I've landed in, in, again, Justin was sharing about it earlier. <laughs> uh, I think I've landed, we, we need to talk a little bit about humility. And, you know, for me as someone who's you, been in the church before revival culture and even in our own revival culture, sometimes we can be very conceptual in our language and, and, and in what we're talking about. And, I've often found it helpful if we can just really break it down to make it practical, because then I can do something with it, right? Anybody else ever have that experience? Change the world. Okay, what do I do? <laughs> what does that look like? You know, like, so what I want to do is kind of break that down a little bit. But before I get into that, I want to uh, start us off with, um, uh, oh, I got a white, I got a white paper. So we're going to do some things on a white paper and uh, see if I can paint you a picture of uh, some stuff of what's going on when it's shaking so that we can understand what's happening when it's happening and not be surprised and not be caught off guard and not be afraid. Uh, it's actually really good. So let's, um, let's talk about this. Matthew 7. You can turn to Matthew 7, and we're going we're gonna to talk about Matthew 7, um, prophesying. You can laugh with me. It's funny. 
We're going to talk about Matthew 7, 24. So what, what we're going to talk a little bit about is the fact that, you know, I'm sorry for you guys on the sides. I apologize, Garrett, Tabitha. I'm sorry, guys over there, Ulins. Look, you have to come take, take a picture of it or look at it afterwards. Is that okay? <laughs> I wasn't going to do this. This was spur of the moment thing this morning. So we, what, I, what, what we are, we're all... So let's just go with me for a moment. I'm a builder, so I think in terms of building often. And so, uh, you know, roll with me. Um, we, we are all houses. Let's say that, yeah? We're all houses. And here's our nice, beautiful foundation. These are bricks. I'm not a great drawer, so you're going to have to roll with me, okay? But these are bricks. This is, we can call it mason block. If I was telling my guys, I'd be like, make sure you can identify mason block as opposed to concrete and brick. Tucker knows about that. So we've got some stuff going on here. We'll talk about this in a little bit. And then up here, we've got some framing, nice pitched roof. We can, I don't know, you like metal roofing? We'll have metal roofing on the new building, so that'll be kind of cool. And then we have a little door, and we've got some windows, right? That's not a smiley face. <laughs> so. So we got, that's a funny looking face if it is, is it not? <laughs> so we've got a like mason block, let's just call it, we got a foundation, we've got walls, we've got windows, doors. Inside that house, man, we, we dial that thing in, right? We got nice countertops, we've got tile, if you like tile, if you like travertine, we'll put travertine in the bathroom. Um, we'll put quartz countertops, not just granite, we want solid surface, but high end. We might even go to Decton if we're really getting crazy, but we're not getting too far down the road there. <laughs> And so, uh, so, like I said, I'll probably go long. No. <laughs> so, so we've got like this beautiful house, right? Now, if we read Matthew 7, 24, it says, Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine, Jesus preaching, obviously, right? Because the letters are red. That's funny. You can laugh. That's funny. <laughs> Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew, slammed against the house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And when the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed that house, it fell and it was a great fall. The funny thing, and I'm sure you've heard preachers preach about it a million times, the funny thing about the sand is that it also too is rock. isn't it? It's just fabrics of the truth. It's particles of the truth. Isn't it? You guys going with me here? Sand is also rock. It's just a bunch of little particles of rock. So oftentimes when we're building our, our if we're building the house on the sand, we know not to build on the sand, but we don't realize we're doing it. We actually think we're building it on truth because there is particles of truth. It's just not the truth. It's not the rock. Jesus and him crucified. Our life is hidden in Christ. We have died and now are alive all because of Jesus. This is the rock. There's a beautiful life that comes because of Jesus. There's a new creation life. This is the message we preach a lot. The new creation DNA, right? 
that, that we are sons, that we're believers, that we are people of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, like the, the fruit of the spirit. Like there is a life that is, re, that is the result of, of us walking into the burial of Jesus and experiencing the resurrection uh, that he has given us. The, the result is that we experience new life. But it's because of Jesus. Now, if we start breaking this down, this foundation, how many of you have had encounters with, with, with Jesus or with the Father? Oh, you did it. These guys are so good. Give it up for this production team. Come on. I, I purposely did not ask because I'm like, I don't want to pull on that. I'm just, I'm okay with the way it is, but these guys are awesome. <laughs> now I got to not look at myself. <laughs> so the thing is, is, is when you have an encounter with the Father, with Jesus, oftentimes he's revealing a piece of himself to us. Yeah? And how many of you figured out that when that happens, we're actually learning about who we are? Because we've been made in his image, we are like him. Right? Any of these who do, therefore anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, when he, we, when he reveals himself to us, we must become like him. Like there's the exchange of grace. I mean, the Father's empowering us to become like him, that we should actually take on the life of Christ. You guys, if we're followers of Jesus, if we're followers of Jesus, you have signed up for a lifelong journey of change. How many like change? Not many, <laughs> right? It's usually painful. It, change happens to involve pain typically. Like if we are followers of Jesus, if we're going where he's going, he will not let us stay the same. Like the idea that we could be in Christ and it's just this fluffy kind of like, yay, great, now I'm, now I'm saved. I can go live life however I want. That doesn't work if you're a follower of Jesus. Now I'm, it's different to be a follower than just to be a believer. If you're a follower of Jesus, he will not let you stay the same. He will draw you up, exhort you, call you up into who you are, who he's made you to be. He wants you to look like him. He wants you to look like your expression of him. But he wants you to look like him. And so there are these foundational pieces that we cannot compromise in light of beautiful quartz, granite, whatever choice you want, countertops. We cannot compromise pieces of the foundation of who we are in our identity because it's literally what he died for us to experience. These are, these are some amazing things. Things like love. Things like honor. Things like peace. Things like joy. Things like faith. Gentleness. Oh, this sounding familiar? Things like humility. Things like hope. There are things, this is literally the way Jesus is. The fruit of the Spirit is literally the way he is. And it's not all. There is so much more components as you just begin to uh, unpack the life of Jesus, see how he lived, how he behaved, how he functioned. And you're just able to see that he is laying a picture. This is who we are meant to be. And you're meant to be your own expression of that. That's what's beauty, beautiful about the house is that our houses won't look the same, but our foundation should. Thank you. I got one. Our foundation should look the same because it's the same guy. 
You, you can leave it up there. It's okay, you guys. I think they're turning off, so not, am I not distracted? <laughs> we should look like Jesus. And if we're going to do that, I got news. This is going to be the most profound thing this morning. You ready? We don't look like him yet. We don't look like Jesus yet. Which means we're always going to be working on our foundation. We're always going to be growing into him, into being more like him. We're going to be constantly on a journey where we're discovering where we're not like him. Oh. Okay, let's go look at James, because I love James. Not everybody likes James. He's pretty straightforward. I'm going to read one of our favorite verses. If you've been in, in the faith long enough, you know you've grown to not like this verse, but I'm, it's, it, it should be one of our favorite ones. James uh, chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it all joy, my brethren. Consider it joy when you fall or encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Some versions say perseverance. And let, and let perseverance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. How many like that verse? One. <laughs> Consider it joy when you fall into various trials and tribulations, knowing that the working of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance has it, have its finished work in you so that you may be complete, lacking nothing. We're on a journey to be complete, lacking nothing, but we, it happens through trials and tribulations. Nobody likes it because we're like, well, we don't want, we, we're a prophetic culture. We don't prophesy trials and tribulations. No, we, we, we prophesy the opposite. Which is true also. But if we have a pendulum swing so far to that truth, then we will be shocked when there is a shaking and we're shaken. And we won't know what to do with it. We'll be confused. We won't think it's even God. Not that the shaking is God. Don't. Hang on with me. We, we actually will resist because this isn't kingdom. This isn't what we're doing. This isn't what we've said. I'm not going to come and I'm not going to agree with that spirit. No, no, what's happening? We're shocked. And then, we're, and then what's happening, <laughs> I'm not going to, is actually I'm re reacting to fear because I'm afraid that I'm going to inside be shook. And I don't know what to do with that if I am. You guys were being shook. There's a shaking. There's a squeeze. Circumstances, have you learned this? Circumstances have a way of squeezing you, shaking you, and revealing what's in there. And we're shocked when Jesus doesn't come out. What? Well, that's not, that's not godly. That must be the devil. No, no, no. That's the part of your foundation that hasn't been solidified yet. That's showing you what's inside. That's why we can count it joy. <laughs> when we fall into various trials and tribulations, knowing that the working of our faith, this is actually working. Oh, shoot. I didn't even believe that was true. 
I didn't even, I didn't even realize that that was in me. Thank God for that trial, that shaking to reveal something that now I can do something about it and actually begin to grow and look more like Jesus than I did before I encountered this various trial. This is the working, give it. This is the working of our faith. So there's some beautiful things throughout. I'll share that story later. I'll end with that story. There's some beautiful things inside this foundation. And, you know, if we don't realize we're doing a twofold thing, like constantly on a journey of growth and becoming more like Jesus as he's developing our foundation, because if you know, the deeper the foundation, the bigger the building. The wider the foundation, the bigger the building. He wants to show himself off in you. He wants to show himself off in you because, oh, okay, I was kidding. <laughs> because when he shows himself off in you, it's actually making the rulers and the principalities of the air recognize that he is the king and they are not. I can't get into that right now. That's in Ephesians. We can do that another time. But that's, that's why. It's not because, so we look like we got a great, I got a quartz countertop. She should come check it out. No, it's so that the principalities and rulers of the air can recognize that there is a God of all gods and we are his kids. And we will crush the foot, the, we will put our foot, whatever that verse is, we'll crush the devil. Like, that, this, is, this is why you've got a beautiful house. This is why you've got the nice you know, window coverings, you've got the really nice travertine or you've got the nice tile floor, whatever it is. It's not because he wants you to look good so that you can go around telling people how good you look. That's not why we have a beautiful house. We have a beautiful house so that the rulers of the world would come like the queen of Sheba to Solomon and say, how is it that you designed it like this? Now, let me tell you, because the God of all gods is the one who directed it. Okay, we're preaching another message. I, you guys pulling it out of me, but that's not what we're doing right now. So if we don't realize that there's a tandem thing going on. We're constantly on a journey of growing and becoming, developing our foundation, getting more into the footings. These are footings down here. It's not funny teeth. These are footings, right? The more we start developing and growing into this, the more this begins to grow out. Now, if we don't realize both are happening, what, what will take place, and often in our culture, because we're very much about new creation, who we are because of what Jesus did. Now I have these gifts and talents and these strengths, and I have this personality, and I did this Enneagram and Myers-Briggs, and I got this disc thing, and I got this, you know, all these things into personal development, and look at this, it's awesome, and it's amazing. If you get me, you understand, which is all amazing. But we're not only just growing into that, we're also doing this. And if we miss this and tie, and tie them together then what will happen is it's going to get really weird. It's going to get really weird when we start developing and growing into soul health and taking care of our physical body and our emotional health if we don't do it without the, 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 the foundation. It has to be done together. If we separate them, I'm telling you, that's a real slippery slope. They have to be done together. 
we have to be tied to the foundation of what Jesus has done, what he has given to us, the life we have in him, and growing into looking more like him. Okay. One of the things in this, and I think as I've just been unpacking this, is humility. I believe humility is actually in one of our footings. The footing, if you don't know, is what actually ties you to the earth. So that if there is a shaking, it goes with it. I'm from California. We have to be very conscientious of this because of the earthquakes, <laughs> right? Like the footing is ties you to the earth. It's great to have good block where you're on the side on the top. Or look, you can see it. But if you're not tied to the earth, it's not going to help much. One of the things is I began to start even unpacking humility as a, not just a foundation block, but actually a, a, a piece of uh, what's in an ingredient, if you will, that's in the footing that ties you in is that humility leads to so many other pieces, especially pieces up in here, that without humility, <laughs> it gets weird. It gets weird. And so we're going to unpack humility a little bit. You guys good with that? I can't hear you. There you are, there you are. You guys know I like the response, right? All right. It's a weird sound back there. <laughs> so, humility. There, there's there's a, a variety of things that we know. We have heard, it's not thinking less of myself, it's thinking of myself less. Right? Anybody else hear that before? Come on, this is like, you know, Church 101. It's, it's a nice common saying that we say. Um, I, I, there's such a, it's true, but there's, it's such a nuanced piece. <laughs> Humility is so nuanced. It's, there's so much depth to it. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't possibly gra- you know, wrap it up in a statement that says it's thinking of myself less. It's true, but it's so much more. So Bill Johnson said this some time ago. He said, Humility recognizes its deep need for the Father. Which starts to kind of un- get into the layers. How many of you know there's layers of truth? It's important. All of this is true. But there are layers of the truth that are actually more important than other truths. Or even in order. Like, this may be true over here, but if it's not on this truth, then it's no longer true. (laughs) Or it's a subversion of it. Did I create a word? Subversion? I don't even know. It's a real word. That's helpful. Thanks, Blake. (laughs) Like, like, so when that, that being said, if we begin to unpack the layers of humility... We start, as I was just kind of like digging around, I kind of started realizing, oh, this, this is actually a truth in which so many other truths are built on. And without it, those other truths may be just, you know, uh, uh, subversions of it. They're just pieces of the real truth, but you have to have it built on this piece. Humility recognizes its deep need for the Father. We'll get more into that. Um, Heidi Baker says, uh, we go low. We go low. We lower ourselves and go as we serve people. As I begin to unpack kind of humility, if, if you take what, you know, Bill, Pastor Bill Johnson says, he says, um, you know, that humility recognizes deep need for the Father. As I just begin to unpack it more, I was like, I think humility recognizes its lack. Yeah. 
Humility recognizes its lack. Not lack, it could be right, wrong, or indifferent, right? For whatever reason, humility is able to actually see it. It sounds like you'll need some convincing, but we'll, we'll do some more and see if we get there. Humility has a need for the Father. It has a need for others. It recognizes its lack of understanding, of knowledge, and of wisdom. So let's, let's talk about it. Humility looks like something. You see, what I mean by the layers of truth and what it's built on is when we begin to get down to the bottom, humility uh, has, has, a, has an expression uh, or it's visible or it's seen in a variety of different ways in our life. One of them is this humility is visible when we're teachable. Humility is visible. It's expressed when I'm able to be taught. Let's say it like this. How many of you have ever been in an environment where you're in a, whether it's a school or you've been whatever, and someone says, are there any questions? Nobody really asks any questions, right? Nobody raises their hand. Like, oh, I don't know. Why? Because if I raise my hand, it shows I'm in lack. It's vulnerable. If I ask a question, it shows I don't know something. Okay, we're going we're gonna to keep layering this. You ready? <laughs> if I ask a question, hey, tell me about this. It shows that there may be, I feel vulnerable. I feel a little scared because I'm like, ooh, what if people around here, what if I'm the only one that doesn't know this? What if I'm the only one? What if, you know, everyone says there's no bad questions or what your question is is going to ask what, you know, everyone else in the room is asking too, which is all helpful. But the raw experience and feeling of it is I'm exposed. I'm exposing something. If I'm going to be teachable, if I'm going to ask someone to teach me something, I have to acknowledge I don't have it. That requires humility. If, if I'm going to be in a place where I'm going to ask questions, just, uh, what Justin was referencing today, you know, if, if someone else has voted Democrat and you didn't, go, go ask them why. That's going to require humility. I have to go low. I have to go to, you know, humility seeks understanding. It's me going in and asking Tell me more about this because I don't understand. I don't know. Humility shows up in so many facets of the truths in which we preach that we need, but it starts with this footer of humility has to be present for this to take place. If we're, if we're talk about sonship and we say it's, you know, those who are teachable and correctable and influenceable, that only happens with humility. I'm not going to be correctable if I don't carry humility. Humility invites people in to say, hey, this and not that. I have to really exhibit and carry this attribute of humility. Now, let me say this before we get too far down the road. I can kind of feel it in the room. When we start unpacking attributes of Jesus... This is not a rule in which you have to check a box and try to figure out how to follow. I hope you know, understand this. When we talk about attributes, the fruits of the Spirit, we're talking about fruits, which happened how? Because I took care of my soil. 
Anyway, we won't get into that right now. But this is meant to be a byproduct of you and Jesus having a relationship. Not a box that you have to check and now I have to become more humble. Because if you try to do it, you will create false humility, which is the very opposite and actually is the very product of pride. (laughs) Oh, I'm just trying to be humble. You know, no, I won't take the glory, give that glory to God. No, you ain't that cool. Like, you ain't that all that. Like, that's not, that's false humility. Do you think you could really take glory from God? Like, let's just think it through, right? No, no, if we try to do it on our own, it's false humility. But if we do it in a relationship with the Lord and begin to actually let him mine us, shake us, reveal what's there, and then we begin to go to work on co-laboring with him and becoming, we become like him. We're meant to become a people of humility. But this is, we will have to do this and go down this road. And I think it's pretty evident if we begin to unpack what the expression of humility Well, it's evident of what's not present in us currently. If we're looking at the body, if we're looking at the bride, if we're looking at humanity. Do we need a couple verses? We should go through a couple verses to kind of help this. Does that sound good? All right. There's a good, obviously there's tons of verses about humility in the Bible. Um, uh, uh, Proverbs 15, 33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom and before honor comes humility. Aren't we a culture of honor? Before honor comes humility. I love how the, uh, uh, the Passion Translation says, the source of revelation knowledge is found as you fall down and surrender before the Lord. Don't expect to see the Shekinah glory until the Lord sees your sincere humility. Are we hungry for revival? Are we hungry for, for, uh, uh, for the glory of the Lord? The Shekinah glory, it requires humility. We, we, uh, I heard someone said recently, uh, 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 a lack of a prayer life is the ultimate expression of pride. If I don't have a prayer life, it's the ultimate expression of pride because I don't need him. You see, humility recognizes there's a need. There's a lack. I need something. I need something from the Father. I need something from people. I need something from my family. My, I need something from my kids. Humility recognizes. All right. The reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Let me, let me, let me read you another one. Um, so those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, show tolerance for, love, for one another in love. Younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders, and, of, and all of you clothe yourself with humility toward one another, for God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. There's so many verses. And when we begin to unpack that humility looks like a people who ask questions, it looks like a people who asks for help. 
It looks like a people who are self-aware. It looks like authenticity. It looks like people who are correctable. They're able to be influenced. Uh, people with humility are, are allowed to be, allow others to be, uh, they allow to be led. Humility looks like vulnerability, repentance, growth, y- 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 empathy. <laughs> I don't need you to know what I know for me to feel good. I don't, it, it's not even about what I know. It's about the fact that I love. And it requires humility for, lay, for myself to go low, to love people that are different than me, to have relationship with one another. It would require humility for me to go low. I don't need to project or push myself out or on. Humility uh, 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 would, would um, champion connection over content. Like, I care more that we're connected than I do about the content and information that's in our heads. But that requires humility. I have to go low. I have to recognize that, you know, if, if, when we say humility comes before honor and we have a culture of honor, honor is value. I value you and what you bring to the table. And if I'm able to see what's inside of you and recognize that, that there, uh, when I do that, I recognize that you have something I don't, which is in and of itself is a manifestation of I lack. And that's okay. It's really okay. It's okay that I don't have what you have. We're all meant to be uh, the body of Christ connected by that which each joint supplies. Ephesians, right? Which implies you supply something I don't. What connects us? The fact that I recognize you have something that I don't. And furthermore, that I recognize I need you. Which is humility. I need what you carry, what you bring. Humility is able to posture ourselves in such a way that we would derive the benefit of the body of Christ that they're meant to bring to the body. That we can, conjunction, in conjunction, fit together neatly and actually look like a bride. guys with me? Is this a fire hose? It's very likely it is. I've been told that happens. So (laughs) you guys, you know, one thing I know, you know, I'll just be honest with you guys. This is, you know, a new role for me sitting here, not just preaching as a special speaker (laughs) on a Sunday morning, but just being part of a, a senior leadership now and, and stepping into that. It's a new role and there's there's some, it's a change. And I'm growing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, okay, I have to think differently then now. What worked for me in last season won't work for me in this season. Yeah. I know how to function really well in this environment. This is a different environment, and I got to grow. And, and I, don't, I know it might be a surprise, but I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> None of us have it figured out. <laughs> None of us have it figured out. Like all we're doing is the best we can in our pursuit of Jesus. And to be responsible for what, with what he's put in our hands and to be faithful with it and to be faithful with what he's put in our hands. We have a foundation. We're meant to, 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 to work on, to, to partner with him as he develops and grows. And so 
in this learning, it's like, oh, okay, I need, I, it's only humility that can, that's going to position myself in such a way that I can grow, become more like him in a new place and in a new way and in a new area. Humility, you know, some of the things I wrote is it owns its stuff. It takes humility for me to look and go, oh, I blew it here. Or, oh, I need to grow there. I'm, I have a lack and he's calling me up. It takes humility for me to look at myself. I think humility looks like self-awareness. Oh, I think humility looks like perspective. Like, oh, if, you know, oh, this is all new. This has happened. This is what's going on. Wait. Oh, no, I think, I think the Lord's doing something bigger than that. Let's just get some perspective. It takes humility for me to go low and go, Lord, what are you saying? What are you showing us? Or perspective in that I might be wrong. I might be wrong. In fact, it's very likely I am somewhere. <laughs> I won't want to believe it until it smacks me in the face and tells me so. <laughs> Which is probably like most of us. But it requires humility for me to go low and be okay with the fact that when there is a shaking, when there's a squeezing and something comes out that doesn't look like Jesus, then the way I thought was probably wrong and I get the opportunity to repent, to clean up a mess, to own my stuff, and then to grow to looking more like Jesus. You see, the life with Jesus is progress. If we stop growing and we just decide to do what we want to do and how we want to do it and where we want to do it and with who we want to do it, we no longer are followers of Jesus. We will continually be on a life of progress as he brings us from glory to glory and will not let us stay who we are in our sin, in our misses, in, our not, in, in any, any area that we don't look like Jesus, which there are areas. I know that's the profound thing. He won't let us stay the same but he'll keep calling us up with grace and love and kindness and mercy, calling us up into him. I'll, I'll end with a, with a, a story. Um, so we, you know, Quinn and I and the kids, we moved out here for a little over four years ago. And um, I'm just keep moving these things around. Uh, we moved out here four years, a uh, little over four years ago. And, uh, and, you know, I, I, I live, I, it's so funny. We moved out here and people often say, you know, when we first moved, it was like, you know, what, what did you miss, you know, the first year? It was like, what did you miss most? You know, did you miss family? You miss them? I'm like, yeah, I miss family. Of course I miss family, but it's going to be weird. But what I missed most was consistency. What I missed most was the fact that I knew where to go to get what I needed. I knew how to do what I needed to do in my own town, in my own community. I knew who I was going to see when I showed up at the store. I knew exactly what aisle in the bin it was going to be on when I go into the hardware store. I missed my, my routine, my patterns. You know why? Because we found comfort in that. I found a security in that, and I had no idea. We moved and came out here. <laughs> it was like, there was a shaking. <laughs> Everything was shook up. I don't know anything. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's down there. I hate Home Depot. I cannot figure out where anything is in here, and nobody in here knows either. <laughs> like, I'm like, ah, 
I mean, I, I, let, let me tell you, I'll be honest, like our first year here was, was, was brutal on so many different fronts. My family was doing fantastic. I was the one that was really getting shook. <laughs> and uh, and, and what, what, what the Lord was revealing, it was a squeezing. Circumstance has a way of revealing what's inside of us. And the beauty about our journey with the Lord is that when it, we get squeezed and something comes out that doesn't look like Jesus, we have an opportunity to grow to, from glory to glory. Because we partner with him and, he, and, and we work it out and we grow and we heal, we own it, and we become more like him in the process. And I was getting squeezed. I was not nice to some people, like people in this room. Where you at, Luis? <laughs> Me and Luis, man, we did some work on jobs and whew, I wasn't fun to be around sometimes. I was a stress case, you know, because it wasn't like it was. Like I know how this works and it doesn't work like this here. What I knew last season didn't work in this season and I was coming unraveled. But what was being revealed is that where I was putting my security and my foundation, my anchor wasn't in Jesus. It was in my routine. It was in my normal. It was in my, 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 you know, what I had created, my own little ecosystem. Like from, it stretched from all of that, even to finance, how to provide, making money. Like, like we had had, it was, let me tell you, I've, I'll be honest. Like some of you may not know this, but I've been to prison. I've been a drug addict. Like I've gone through some hard seasons and it was none of them were as hard as this one. <laughs> Truth. None of them were as hard as this one. I'm like, I, I feel like I'd have anxiety balled up in my stomach and I couldn't sleep at night. And I'm just, I was a wreck. And I just kept searching and trying to figure out what, what am I doing wrong? What's the issue? What do I need to change? Should I have said yes to that job? I thought you said, I, I, I thought I heard you here. Just, you know, all of us, this is what we do, right? We're just trying to figure it out. And it took me a good half of the year to figure out, oh, I'm growing. I'm just growing. And it takes humility for me to look at a, a, my life getting all shaken and everything is crumbling. Stuff that I thought I had dialed, I, ta I taught the classes. Stuff that I had dialed and the Lord says, no, I'm actually adding on. I'm creating some new stuff for you. I want to extend your tent pegs. Will you let me? And it takes humility for me to go low and say, I need to grow there. I need to become better there. Lord, lead. I'll follow. I'll say yes. I'll own my stuff. I'll clean up messes. Clean up messes with friends. Clean up messes wherever I need to. I'll own things if I need to own them. And the, and the beauty of this journey is that we get to grow from glory to glory. And even in this first year, it was like, it was, it was, yeah. Anyway, I don't tell you get into more of that, but like what the result was, was this. Last year when COVID hit and we first went on lockdown in March, March I still had work. My business was going well. About a month in, I think it was April, I got a phone call from my main client said, hey, we're, um, we're, uh, we're turning it off for about six weeks. We're clearing the schedule for four months, four weeks. I can't remember exactly. We're clearing the schedule. So the, the revenue just went ding, off. <laughs> and I have employees. And I'm like, and I had a brief moment of fear. And I was like, oh, it hit me. Because everyone's been experiencing this in different ways, right, during that time. And I was like, oh, it hit. What are we going to do? What if it all falls apart? You know, you start going down that road. And literally, it only lasted for 
seconds if a minute at most. And I remember anchoring myself and I said, he is still who he is. I am still who I am. And we are still doing what we're doing. And even if, and look, the danger is that we anchor ourselves in the way we want circumstances to work out, which doesn't ever work out. And I said, even if I've got to scratch this whole flipping thing and start another business and do it from scratch, we've done it before. And I was okay. We will be okay because it's not in the circumstances. The anchor was in him. And, and, and when there was a shaking and I saw other people getting shook and I was like, oh, I've had an experience and I can anchor my faith in an experience where the Lord drew me through something that was unbearable. But now I have faith for something and I can extend this faith to the people around me. Oh, I can give away what we have. Oh, this is what we preach. Why? Because I went through the shaking and it was okay. It's okay that we're being shaken, guys. It's an invitation to grow into glory. It's an invitation to grow. It will require humility. I need people in my life to speak into it. Help me, pray with me. I'm having a hard season and I'm confused. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. I just get people around you to just champion you, believe in you, cry with you, hug you. Like let's, let's be family while we're doing it because we're all doing it. <laughs> We're all going through COVID. We're all going through a shaking. We're all going through the same nation's trials that we all live in. Like this is not a new thing, but we can do it together if we open up and ask questions, let people in. Know that we're going through a process and that actually this is revealing something the Lord wants to take us and develop a new piece of our foundation in. Is that cool? All right, once you guys stand, I kept you guys long, longer than I thought. I'm sorry. Let me just. Let me just pray for you. Lord, we just Lord, we just need you. God, we just need you. We need you to guide us and lead us. We need you to lead us into all truth. We need you to set us free. We need you. We need your counsel, your wisdom, your comfort. We need you. Lord, would you just awaken us and awaken our hearts in such a way that we would just grow in the revelation of, uh, of us growing more into you. Lord, help us to walk and humble ourselves and so that we would be able to see where you're not in our life and invite you in to mind that. Lord, we just are so grateful. I'm so grateful that I, we have you, that you're a rock, that you're unwavering. Lord, we count it joy when things get shaken and we have an opportunity to grow in our faith and grow in who we are as your sons and daughters. We love you, we love you, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you guys. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.